Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Broadcasting from the heart of the I Work For Him nation, the Christ followers transforming their workplaces into ministry places. You've tuned into the voice of the faith and work movement. Hey, we're your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Yeah, so thank you for being with us today. And um, Jim, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a Facebook Live. So glad to be back at it with our friends and have this opportunity to talk with Luke about um, something that's very near and dear to our heart. Big impact on Luke's life as you get to hear his story. But, you know, of course, we got to open up with the Jim John. And I want to remind you, go out to Romans 12 to read that before the end of the day today. Romans 12, 2 says something like this, depending on which version you read. But I like the New Living Translation version. Stop copying the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, especially and including, and why not, the way you think about your retirement, the way you think about your investments, the way you think about preparing for the next phase of life. So often we just think, well, whatever the world says, that's good for me. But that's just really not the case. And that's why we got Luke Andrews here today with Inspire Advisors. You can check them out online, inspireadvisors.com, or as I like it, I invest the number four, him.com. But as always, you can get all the Luke, even right now while we're doing this Facebook Live show, 727-798-4188, 727-798-4188. Luke Andrews, welcome back to I Work For Him. Great to see you, Jim, Martha, and uh, no one's going to notice if you don't have earrings, so I figured I'd go. Oh, thanks, Luke. Yeah. If it, if people will notice we don't have our headsets on today, yes, but yes, that's yes, why I yes, don't yes, have earrings in. You do. You both, you know, you, it's like 10 pounds less. You're nice and slim and looking good. Great. So the go. headphones make me look fat. Well, it's nice to know. <laughs> Got a little technical issue with the headphones today, so sorry if the sound's not up to our normal quality, but you know, it's not the it's not the sound, it's the content that's really important. So Luke, let's just jump into this, because I really want to have people here have a chance tonight to hear your heart. As we broadcast in Florida this evening and really across the country, it's either three o'clock in the afternoon or six o'clock at night, or if you're in Alaska, they're just finishing lunch. Why did you become a financial advisor? Yeah, good question. So um, I mean, I always, always was intrigued with money and finances and, you know, and, you know, I just got to a point in my life where I wanted to know more and I wanted to, to learn more and really control, um, you know, financially my future. And, and you guys know my story, you know, I started in mortgages 18 years ago now, um, you know, and I built a nice client base there and. And also started with real estate and did some real estate investing and, you know, we've done several renovations and built some clients there. And, and then I started, uh, I got my insurance license because if you're buying a house, normally you need a mortgage. And then the next thing is you have to insure it. So I also had started building a client base with insurance. And and then the, the, the fourth piece was I got my life insurance and annuities license because people need to protect their investments with their, their real estate and their other investments and to the people they care about. So the, the last the last license that I got a little over six years ago now was my securities license. So, you know, I'm taking all five of these areas of my experience for the last 18 years 
Um, and it was uh, just, it was a good marriage, right? They all kind of go together. And, um, and really, God kind of got a hold of my heart. You know, it's interesting how God works when you, when you, you know, you don't always know the story when you're going through it. But once you've been in the story long enough, you can kind of look back and find, you know, where did this all start? And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't necessarily believe things just start by chance. And, um, you know, I believe God was writing a story and, um, you know, if I would have started in, in securities or in financial investment advice back in 2002, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So, um, you know, I got started to take a hold of my financial future and, you know, it really married well with all the other things that I'd already been doing. It's really grown. I know we've walked alongside you in a lot of this. And I was just thinking, like, you're a really good juggler. Like, you know, all of those things go well together and you do that so well. So I hope that as people are listening and watching you in your um, career, see how God has melded all of that together. So there are hopefully a lot of Christ following um, financial advisors and planners out there listening or just, you know, a lot of the people that are listening to the show have someone in their life that advises them with their finances. But what sets you apart from other people in your same industry? So great point. There is, yes, there, I know some very good Christian financial advisors. And um, the great news is that there's quite a few financial advisors all over the country. There's a lot that love the Lord and serve the Lord. Uh, you know, what, what I've done with, with my practice is uh, slightly different, where the only thing that I do is I connect, you know, my, my mission statement or my company motto is I connect your values with your investments. Um, so, you know, it's very strategic. It's, you know, um, there's a lot that goes into the process of doing that. Uh, the good news is the foundation's already laid. I didn't have to lay it. I've really come along and just taking advantage of what was already built, the systems and, and technology that's in place today. But, you know, what I've found is that, um, you know, so my niche is 100% biblically responsible investing. And how you define that from a biblical perspective is similar to what someone would um, compare it to like ESG, which is environmental, social, and governance, that type of responsible investing where, you know, green companies, you know, we only want to invest with companies that are, um, you know, are environmentally friendly. And so, so really that's kind of how BRI or biblically responsible investing had started. And, and really it's just, it's grown into what we're doing today. There, there is a legitimate movement going on right now. Um, so and one of the other things that separates what I do here is number one is all I do is uh, biblically responsible investing. So, you know, what that means to the consumer is that I always tell you, you'll never have to second guess where your investment return is coming from. Um, so often, as an investor, you're taught one thing, right? You know, your goal is to get the highest return on your investment possible without ever considering where the investment return is coming from, right? So if you invest in a company, you're expected that company to give you a return on your investment. Otherwise, why invest with them? Just leave your money in the bank. So biblically responsible investing has the tools, the technology, the database systems, everything that we've been doing for the last five years, we've got it in place now that we can screen thousands of companies from all over the world, not just in the U.S., but all over the world, 
and determine if they line up with your values, such as, you know, alcohol, gambling, tobacco, you know, abortion, pornography, anti-family entertainment, anti-family values. Um, you know, so that's that's what BRI does. And then the other thing that kind of separates me, maybe, I don't know, but just one of the things that I do, I guess, is I give back, you know, there's 12 different ministries that we're supporting right now on an ongoing basis, all of my clients. So we're not charging clients more. We're just taking a piece of what they were already, already doing, you know, as our advisory fees. And then we're, you know, in, in, in Kenya, where we have some mission there in Guatemala, you know, with I Work For Him, you know, Tim Tebow Foundation, the Samaritan's Purse, Feeding Tampa Bay, News for Christ, Cornerstone Christian. So these are all different ministries that when, when uh, in other you know, clients partner with me, they're partnering to make an impact on the communities and the world. So pretty neat stuff. So where did BRI come from? Where did it come from? You know, where did biblically responsible investing come from? I mean, this is this is your niche. No. So, okay, came from the Bible. That's fine. No, well, you, you know, you look at Scripture, and you know, First Corinthians ten thirty one. Whatever you do, you know, in, in whatever you do, you eat or drink, you do it all for the glory of God. And when you go through scriptures and you start reading through the epistles and you and you read the writings of how Paul was instructing, um, you know, how uh, John and how you know, the other authors in the New Testament, um, you know, it's not just, you know, biblically responsible investing doesn't increase, you know, your salvation, right? It's not earning you grace. It's not, you know, you're not doing it to be more sanctified or more justified. You know, we're saved by grace through faith, period. But, you know, Scripture does tell us that we should want to honor God in whatever we do, everything that we do. Colossians 3.23 says that. Colossians 3.17 says that. First Corinthians 10.31 says that. That we're to be doing whatever we're doing to honor the Lord. So that is, that's really where the foundation of biblically responsible investing or faith-based investing or where values-based investing kind of originated. You know, so let's talk about something you just said as far as... Um, you know, it's not, it obviously comes from scripture. And Luke, isn't it true that like in your life, you, when God reveals something to you, you have to figure out what am I going to do with this? So a lot of our listeners, you know, they may be struggling, they may be reading through a different part of the Bible right now and something's convicting them. Um, can you just for a minute encourage the listener? Like, how do you, how do you take what you read and then go, okay, God, what do I do with this? Yeah, no, you know, so like I mentioned at the beginning, I've, I've been in the business in the investment advisory practice a little over six years now, that time flies, <laughs> um, a, little, a little over six years, and when I started in the business, I was a believer, I loved the Lord, and I tried to serve the Lord and in every aspect of my life, right, um, but, you know, and then you, you would, you know, I know you guys don't like the credit, but you, it is, you get credit where it's due, right? Because that's part of what I work for him is, right? It's helping people, you you said it, Romans 12 too, is do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You would enter, if it wasn't for you introducing the book, I Found Jesus in the Stock Market, honestly, and if it wasn't for the author who took the time to write the book, so you have all these pieces, but really, it, it just, once it's revealed to you, you know, then you start spending time in prayer and research and studying the scriptures and asking God for guidance and seeking counsel, getting advice from other believers and other other people that aren't necessarily biased in your decisions on what you're doing. 
and, and then let the scripture speak for themselves. Be quiet, you know, and take time to listen. Um, you know, and then when the scripture does start to reveal itself to you, like it did for me, and it's different for everyone, right? God speaks to us all differently. We all have different gifts and talents, and but once you once once you know, um, you know, and I remember the time that where God, you know, didn't audibly speak to me because everyone else would have heard it around me. But, you know, the Holy Spirit definitely when I was when I was meeting with a client and we were talking about you know, what I do and the type of products and things that I offer. And, and I had said, you know, biblically responsible investing is something really important to me. It's one of the things that makes me unique. And, you know, he was, um, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something to the effect, well, you know, I'm not necessarily interested in that. And that's okay. You know, you don't have to be. So what would I, at that moment in time in my practice, I kind of had one toe in the water. I was doing biblically responsible investing for some clients, but not for all my clients. And as I started to tell him my answer, which is probably pretty common with most financial advisors, you know, they, they, they say we can do this and then the client may or may not, you know, um, be interested in it. So you might say something like, well, you know what, I can do this as well. And as I was saying those words, yeah, I can, I can invest in all these different areas too. That's when the Holy Spirit really, not audibly, but in my mind, that, that, that you know, little voice in my head said, what are you doing? You know, so it was at that point in, in my walk of, you know, it was over a year walk, you know, so it didn't happen immediately. But, um, you know, but there was a process of studying scripture, you know, what is BRI all about? Um, you know, is it just another one, another one of those, you know, ideas or thoughts that, right. you know, that doesn't have any substance? Um, but again, after a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, studying scriptures, reading through the New Testament, I mean, it's clear as day who we're supposed to be, right? If, if it's not okay to lust after the flesh, right? We know the sins of the flesh. Why would it be okay to support any business activity that profited from those things as an investor? And that's kind of where it hit me, right? Um, all those things... Uh, are, are, are a part of our culture and a part of our life, right? Um, alcohol, sexual immorality, um, you know, abortion, killing, uh, you know, human rights, you know, social injustice, which is a lot what we have going on right now. But there's so many things that Scripture tells us not to be a part of as a person, right? As a believer, we're supposed to be holy, not walking in darkness, walking in holiness. So that's where it started hitting me that if it's not okay for me to personally walk in those areas, why in the world would I ever want to invest in a company that is profiting from other people doing it and then giving me some of my money back because they're returning some of the, the profits right. back to me as an investor? We're talking tonight with Luke Andrews from Inspire Advisors. Check him out online, iinvestforhim.com. That's iinvest4him.com. Always get a hold of them at 727-798-4188. So right now, as we're live on Facebook, and of course, as we go out to podcast, we want to invite you to text in an answer or a question to Luke, something you really want to know. Is he really that different of a financial advisor because his basis is biblically responsible investing? 727-798-4188. Send us a question online on the show page on uh, Facebook or text it to Luke right now, 727-798-4188. Even if you're listening to the podcast later, you know what? He'll still have his phone on. 727-798-4188. Luke, is biblically responsible investing cutting edge, or has this been around a while? Both. 
Um, so how, how do you get both? Both? I didn't give you that answer. I said one or the other. That's a good yeah, answer. No, no, no. Actually, I, I, uh, it's both because it's been around a while, but we're on we're on the verge of like I mentioned in the beginning. There there is this movement. People are investors are waking up to the fact that their investments matter. Where they invest matter. Where their where the return on their investments matter. You know, where you shop even matters to, to some people, right? Um, and all these things are really starting to come out these days. So from a technology standpoint, you know, we are really cutting edge, you know, especially with Inspire because we have our, our proprietary ESG BRI scoring model. It's a methodology that awards points. No, we can't use those. Can't use those acronym things. What in the world? ESG <laughs> sounds like some sort of vitamin you take. Environmental, social, and governance. So yeah, we hit on those at the beginning. So yeah, if you're just joining us, ESG are like a responsibility. There's companies and corporations make you know their corporate decisions based upon social issues, environmental issues, and governance issues. So. Um, so, the, so we use those factors as well when we're looking for the best companies, not only in the U.S., but all over the world. So that actually, what we do is we take those environmental, social, and governance factors and we award positive points to companies. And I mean, what I'm going over right now is how we score a company to determine if they're a company we would invest with or not. Um, each company we work with has a score. Uh, actually, every company that, that we've gotten in our database is, is, is actually has a score. Um, if a company has a negative score, meaning so it goes from negative 100 up to positive 100. And if a company has a score in the negative, that means that they have somewhere along their supply chain or it could be their direct sales or it could be a, a business subsidiary that they own is involved in alcohol, gambling, tobacco, abortion, uh, pornography, rights violations, human trafficking. <laughs> so, so a company that ever gets a war that has any of those violations or problematic issues is what we would probably refer to them as. You know, but we also like to find the, the, the companies that are making the most positive impact from all over the world. You know, so companies that score high in the environment, that are doing good things, you know, as far as conservation and, and green energy, uh, renewables. So we do like those things. And then socially, what are companies doing socially? Um, we, we would prefer companies to remain neutral on certain cultural divisive issues. And then with the government, are they having anti-competition? Uh, you know, are they tax issues? So, uh, and then, so the positive points come from those ESG factors, so environmental, social, and government. So, so that's how we have some technology that we know is proprietary. We know it's something that we do very, very well. Um, and then our database system is robust. Uh, the growth of the assets under management within our industry, within biblically responsible, but there's a lot of players out there. Uh, and it's growing and growing. But we need more Christian financial advisors just to start implementing this in their practice. I'm not telling you to do what I did over time. It wasn't overnight, you know, but, you know, pray about Why it. Why not? Yeah, well, you know, that, that's not up to me. All I'm saying is we need more Christian financial advisors that are sharing, you know, what God's Word says um, and then how we, can, how we can do our part to help other believers or people that just want values-based investing a different way. So I think, you know, when you answered Jim's question about both, it's cutting edge and it's been around a while. It sounds like it's the technology, things like that are really helping you to be cutting edge. 
But um, this is an idea that really is stirred in, in some hearts of some people for a while. Isn't that true, Luke? But, and then we're just hoping more people learn about it. Yeah, so yeah, back in the mid early to mid-90s, um, Timothy Plan's been around a long time. They do a very good job. Um, you know, they've been around a long time. We, we appreciate the guys at Timothy Plan. And, um, and, and really, it's kind of just snowballed from there. You know, Inspire Investing is my parent company. Um, Inspire Advisors is a spinoff of Inspire Investing, which is one of the family of companies. Um, and it's really, it's starting to snowball, but it, it couldn't just be Timothy plan, right? It, and it, just like it can't be Inspire Investing, if we're going to create a movement, it can't just be Luke Andrews and Inspire Advisors. It's going to have to be other financial advisors that really feel the calling to take the step out and say, I'm going to do it. This is what I'm here for. How is this going to make a difference in the world today? How does biblically responsible investing how is that going to change the culture we live in today? Hmm. Well, similar to how the environmental, social, and governance factors have played a role in corporate decisions, you know, companies, they, they, they plan their budgeting around social issues now. You know, how much money they're going to put towards social issues or how much money they're going to try to, you know, for the environmental issues. So that was a, the, the ESG and, and movement was 30, 40 plus years ago. I, I, I didn't look that up, but 30, 40 plus years ago, I would guess. And now, like I said, corporations are setting aside millions and millions of dollars of their budget to, to take advantage or, or to be cognizant of these social issues that are important to people. So if we can do the same thing, if we can get a hold of the Christian households, and those that say they love the Lord and, you know, and they want to serve the Lord and everything they do. But last I heard, there was upwards of $21 trillion in, in, the, in the households of those that would call themselves believers. I believe just in the Tampa Bay area, uh, there are somewhere upwards of 300 in the high $300 billion in the households of Christian financial or Christian uh, people who, is, who would uh, call themselves a Christian. So we can, we can create this movement but we need, you know, it's, it's there. We just need the message to get out in a way that people can understand it. Okay, but finish the answer to the question. We've seen how the environmentalist groups and, and the social justice and governance groups have, have made an impact on legislation and, and our culture. How will biblically responsible investors make an impact on our culture today? So we are doing that, actually, um, and because you know, a part of what Inspire does is there is a team, a specific team that has, you know, they're tasked with, and this isn't a Monday through Friday full-time gig. This is a team that gets together time to time as they're reviewing, but, um, you know, shareholder activism is one way. You know, you let your voice be heard by, you, you own a share of stock that gives you a vote. You can show up at the shareholder meetings. Um, so you're going to influence the way you influence and you, the way, you know, if, if we're looking at this and comparing BRI with ESG, you know, it, it takes billions and billions and even trillions of dollars before you're going to get the attention of some of these big fund managers that are tasked with finding 
finding the heartbeat of what financial, of what investors want and delivering a product that suits that. So we are in that process. We, I know that uh, Inspire Investing is working diligently to get to a certain assets in their management when we can start approaching some of these huge firms and now we're on their platform. And with that kind of money talking, all of a sudden, Christians will no longer be promoting the things that the enemy is using against Christianity. I mean, the whole idea is to put this our money into action. The Lord has given us stewardship of certain dollars. And as Christ followers, we never realize how, really, how our dollars were being invested. I mean, we, yes, we may invest in a company that has a perfectly great reason to exist, but then they take the profits and invest in organizations that absolutely attack Christianity with their profits and things like that. We're trying to invest in companies that are socially neutral or biblically they're, they're neutral on moral issues or they're pro-Christian issues. You know, I was just thinking of that old saying, didn't it say, like, you put your money where your mouth is? And, and although I don't know where that came from, I think that, you know, it's like put your money where your heart is. You know, the scripture says that where your heart is, that's where your treasure, you know, your treasure is also. So um, using our finances to really um, promote what we believe is something to consider. And it's something that, you know, our eyes were opened up to it too, Luke. And I hope that the listeners are just getting intrigued to say, wow, this is something I never thought about, or I need to research it some more. And um, I would love to, I'm going to put a few of the scripture references that you always share with people in the comments for people, but um, there's just so much the Bible has to say. We just don't look at it through that lens. And that's what this show is all about today. So Luke, before we go, Martha's going to type in some of those verses, but just talk to me. What are some of the common misperceptions when people say, I don't know if I want to move to a biblically responsible portfolio. I mean, I know the number one misperception is, well, I just won't get the same kind of return. How do you deal with those misperceptions? Yeah, that's number one, you know. Um, but the good news, uh, for example, we have a technology sector fund. You know, you, you, the, the listeners of the, the, on Facebook Live would, would have heard of it like it's a mutual fund, right? Everybody's heard of mutual. So a, t a mutual fund that is solely just in technology. Um, we have our own fund. It's a biblically responsible fund. And we have, there's 42 different technology sector, you know, companies from the technology sector um, that perform very, very well. I, you know, as, as far as that goes, you know, if, if you're looking... If you're a trader, right, then, then our, our focus is long-term diversification and risk uh, tolerance levels and, um, you know, so our, our goal isn't to be a trader. But, you know, I always tell people, if I can get you similar returns that you're used to getting, you know, what do you got to lose, mm -hmm. right, other than some profits from companies that you would never want to personally do business with. Um, but yeah, low, low, low returns, but I think we've proven, you know, we compare very, very well to any of the index funds that are available for um, comparative sake. So um, another one is, you know, can you have a, you know, a nice balance in a portfolio, you know, is you're, you're limiting to your, um, your companies and no, we're not. We have an aggressive model that has 342 companies in it. So it's, it's amazing. There's quite a few companies that will always have the ability to choose from and, and really, that's what our, our fund managers do. We have three of them, and they're very, very good. Let's go through the acronyms again. Uh, we've got a question from a listener. 
Uh, biblically Responsible Investing, BRI. Why don't you explain that again? Okay. So BRI is really, it's, it's a process. So what, what we do is we're trying to connect your values, your, our, our biblical values in this sense, to your investment. So we're looking for companies that might, we're going to exclude companies that are involved in the sale or promotion of alcohol, gambling, tobacco, abortion, pornography, human rights violations, anti-family entertainment, anti-family values. Um, so, so we look at companies and what they're involved and engaged in. And if you're engaged in any of those businesses, whether it's the, the company directly or it's a subsidiary, right? Because we lose sight of that sometimes. Verizon, I'm not making a, a, a you know, recommendation for, for, for stock, but, but Verizon, you think of them as telecommunications. You didn't know that they distribute through paper pornography. So we'll exclude a company like Verizon because they wouldn't line up biblically because through one of their channels, they're, they're producing and, and, and creating revenue um, that helps their bottom dollar, which increases their stock price and so forth. So, so we'll exclude companies engaged in what we would call problematic issues. And then the other side is that we're going to invest in companies that are, are not engaged and have decided to remain neutral on our moral and cultural issues. And that's why we need people like you that are doing the research because there's so much that, that we just don't even know is out there. And so um, that's the benefit of having an investor, an advisor that has such a, a great background and resources and technology to, to do the screening. You can always that's get all I do. Yeah, that, that is all I do. So I, um, you know, that's, that's, that's my niche. It's what I, I love doing. I love talking about it. Awesome. You can always get a hold of Luke, 727-798-4188, 727-798-4188. Mary, thank you for the great question. So, Luke, a couple of quick questions, but if somebody's already got a Christ-following advisor, they already have an advisor that's got an eternal perspective, can they just move their portfolio to BRI, or do they need to come absolutely to inspire investors, inspire yeah, advisors? So, yeah, great question. So, no, and, uh, and I encourage, I, I tell my clients that I meet with, if, if you have a Christian financial advisor, you like them, they're doing a good job, and then just tell them that this is the direction you'd like to go. And I can, I, if you wanted to share in the comments, there's there's several really good funds. I mentioned Timothy Plan, you know, Inspire Investing, my parent company has some of the best uh, ETFs or exchange-traded funds that are available in biblically responsible investing. There's also... Uh, even time, even time, even time. I always get up mixed up. There's Ava Maria funds. I mean, there's quite a few companies out there. So you don't necessarily need to switch advisors. If you like them, they love the Lord, they serve the Lord. Just tell them this is the direction I want to go. Um, you know, and, and sometimes you might run into someone who can't offer those on their platform. So if that's the case, then, then yeah, you would have to make some changes. But let's just say they don't have a buy, an advisor with an eternal perspective. They don't have an advisor that's a Christ follower. How do they get started talking with you and having their portfolio go through the biblically responsible investment filter? Scoring. Yeah, that, that's a great, great point. So I usually like to get someone's most recent quarterly or monthly statement. Um, and then what I can do from there is we have a screening process. We'll, 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 we'll turn you back within 24 to 48 hours, um, 11 or 12 page report, depending how large your portfolio is, and just share with you, you know, this is what you're invested in. This is what portion of your portfolio would pass or fail our screening. Um, and then we also give hypotheticals and then recommendations that are 
similar to what how you're currently invested. Um, and then we also like to show you when you invest with us, our plan is that we have a Give 50 campaign, and we like to show you that how many pro-life counseling sessions your investment dollars with us would help provide, or clean drinking water, or Bibles provided. You know, right now we're in the process of transforming a village in Guatemala. You know, uh, you know. As a matter of fact, Martha, I'll um, I'll post the video of one of the things that we're doing in the uh, in the comments of the video. It's really cool. You know, it's just stuff that when people partner with us, they're not just partnering with a firm that is has dedicated their practice to you know aligning their their, their um, portfolio with God's heart, but we're doing great things in the community. You know. Right. All right, Luke, we're out of time today, but I really appreciate you bringing the whole idea of how you got onto this plan for biblically responsible investing. And what I like best about it is that this is really a transformative movement of God. That as Christ followers, we have such an opportunity to impact culture, even through our 401ks, our retirement investments, our investments outside of retirement. We have the ability to influence uh, through every vote that we have. And when uh, we vote with our money, people notice. Uh, that's why we encourage you all to check out Inspire Advisors, iinvestforhim.com, or check call Luke, 727-798-4188. This is all about I work for him in action. Luke was moved by God to take his practice and really turn it into a ministry place. And how did that impact his day-to-day? This is what's happened. It's impacted everything he does. And he's now impacting people all over the state of Florida and probably around the country. It's amazing. It's amazing. So it's fantastic. Luke Andrews, thanks for being on I Work For Him this afternoon. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you having me and uh, look forward to being on again probably uh, probably two or three weeks, you know? That's right. Do it again. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.